morning, and welcome to the Fun House Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Haley. I'm here with my other hosts. Who are you? I'm Lindsay. I realize you're sitting where you're like facing the camera, and I sit like this, well, <laughs> away from the camera. For audio listeners, um, this is what it looks like. Right. Is what I'm describing. Well, okay, Lindsay. In the past, a couple months ago, we we st- we had the Rick Pod. Remember that? Oh, that was great. That was great. Love getting to know all about Rick. how Rick behaves in his car. Then we went to the Omar car. Uh, the Omar Pod. <laughs> the Remember Omar that car. Yeah, it goes fast, zero to sixty <laughs> right. with Omar. Lots of sneakers in there. Then we had Mom's Home on here. Remember that? Oh yeah, but that wasn't like a questionnaire, was it? It was Not like really. It was just kind of a interview with yeah Mom's about home. music. Still, that was well, great. Anyway, that we're was great. We have another one of those episodes today. Today is the infamous John Pod. Oh. Come on, John Smith. Of course, of course. The long-awaited John Pod that everyone's been waiting for. Are you ready to answer deep and provocative and thought? And private and personal questions. Well, I was under the impression that I was just being on for a segment. I didn't realize that I was the segment. You are the segment. I wanted to, you know, get your, uh, re- you know, your cold reaction here. So I got everyone on the subreddit. I was hoping you wouldn't be surfing the subreddit today. Got lots of questions. I don't go there anymore. Okay. Well, um, I got I got questions. I got the subreddit to have questions. So um, yeah, I'm, we're gonna get a little I'm bit excited. of insight into John Smith today. All right. Hit me. All right. So we'll also, just... hello. Oh, hey, how's what's it? up, John? I was John? saying hello to Lindsay. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Right, you you've you've bamboozled me here. We've already yeah. We well we already said hello. Trixie to Doodle. Doodle. We already went over all of last night's Barry episode. I've been hoodwinked. Oh. <laughs> um. So let's start from the beginning, John. You work here at Funhouse. How did you end up here at Funhouse? What led you here? What was the path? It's actually Explain a pretty it. funny story that involves. Uh, a cross country trip, okay. Homelessness, okay. other types of dramas, okay. Um, so basically, I was living and working in LA for years as a reality TV assistant editor, and it was lifeless, and it I didn't feel fulfilled creatively, uh, and I said, you know, if I'm just like just going to be doing shit. I should prioritize. All of my friends are up in Oakland. I'm going to move back up to Oakland and find work up there. Mm -hmm. So I moved up to Oakland with a little bit of savings. I did not find work there. Mm -mm. Um, I applied for months. Uh, I interviewed at like, I remember I interviewed at 2K. Question. Yes, hit me. What year is this? This is 2015. 15. Oh my god, I was living up there. Really? Yes, we could have oh. been friends. No. Sorry, Buddha go ahead. You applied at 2K. Um, I applied a bunch of different places. I just remember I had a, uh, I interviewed with 2K and actually did like an editing uh, audition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted me to, I learned afterwards they, they were only considering people who actually like bought a game recorded all of their own footage and then cut a trailer with the footage whereas I just recut existing trailers into a new one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um I reached into my savings and uh like plum dry, no money in the bank account, but I said, "You know what? I have this cush assistant editing job down in LA that I can go back to at any time." Uh for the audio listeners, Ryan just chugged half of a water bottle. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm very That's what thirsty. that was. Um I said, I have a cush job that pays a bunch of money every week that my boss said, come back whenever you want. So I can literally just drive down to L.A. and have a cush job again if I wanted to. And I said, so you know what? I'm going to rough it out up here. 
at the time, I was driving this giant truck because of circumstances. I didn't want, I don't like driving a giant truck. But I Googled, uh, I went on Craigslist, I found a trailer. I got a trailer for my truck, and I lived in my truck for three months in the backseat with an Ikea bed frame. Cool. Sounds like the life. Uh-huh. And during that time. No rent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, I got an interview uh, at Crunchyroll, and I said, I love anime. Uh, and so I went, and I interviewed, and they said, we are verbally offering you the job. Uh, you have the job, and uh, the HR lady told me, um, I've never seen someone not get a job having reached this point, so I can guarantee you that you have the job. The only thing we need to do is we need to get the board together, and they need to approve the hire. And this lasted for, I think, about eight weeks, um, where they were just like, you have the job. We just need to finalize it. The board keeps having to postpone their meeting. Um, and then finally after, maybe it was six weeks, uh, after about six weeks, this guy Scott calls me and goes, so bad news, um, they're dissolving Shutterbug or whatever the fuck. There's, uh, they're dissolving one of the sister companies mm-hmm. uh, of, of Crunchyroll, and we have to absorb their production team rather than the... You know, this team that I had been tasked with finding and I've spent the past few months like interviewing everybody to form this team for an in-house Crunchyroll production team. Uh, Instead, all of that work I did is obsolete and I just have to take in these people that are already on payroll. Um, And I said, fuck, okay. Uh, And so I went home to LA, tail tucked. But I told him, because one of the things we connected on in the the interview uh, was... um, Rooster Teeth, because I talked about them, Rooster Teeth as a model of being able to make your own content, uh, and how the online, I just, so you, you know, what Rooster Teeth I knew what Rooster Teeth was, and I liked their get up, because they were a clear sign of the internet success story, where you just start making something, and then you figure out a, a monetary model around mm-hmm. it, and that was kind of what I presented in my interview about how I liked that, and how... Um, you know, because they made an animated show, but they started selling shirts, and then mm-hmm. it blew up from there. Anyways, he ended up having worked with Funhouse, uh, with Bruce, and wow. I think, yeah, James at G4. Um, and so when I didn't get the job, I went, hey, well, looks like Rooster Teeth, Funhouse is hiring. Can you put in a good word for me? And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh didn't hear anything for a while, and then I got an email or a call from Bruce, and he was like, let's interview you. And I went in, and it was the most awkward interview of all time because it was all five. Did he have your resume or anything? I had I had submitted. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, right, and then right, I right. let Scott know. Um, sorry, you had I'm a not... video, too, didn't you? Did you have a video I resume? did, yeah. I want to bring so, up that video because that's yeah. the one thing I've seen. But anyway, finish um, your story, yeah. But so anyways, uh, we did the interview. It was the most awkward thing because it was me with five people all staring at me. And I remember trying to make eye contact with all five people at the same time. It was worse afterwards. Because, like for you, I think you were in a room with 14 people. Yeah, yeah. You interviewed with everybody? I Bruce, just, yeah. for the they editing roles, me. Bruce would bring in the editor for the entire... We, we would sit... Remember in the old editor's room, there were the couches with the TV? Yeah. They would sit in a stool where the TV was, and the entire Funhouse cat crew 
would sit there Pepper and me with Shouts questions. Shout out to yeah. Bruce, but what it was the so heck? Fucking awkward. I mean, okay, real quick, but and I want to let you finish too. But when I, I when I got hired, well, like when I came to interview. By the way, these guys are all my friends. Mm. Like I know them. We've been. I've known them for a decade. And yeah, I'm sitting in a room with like Lawrence and James and I think Elise and and I'm like. Hey guys, yeah, you know me. And I'm currently working at Cow Chop. Like, I had to leave mm-hmm. my job during the day to come over there, but like Brett knew too. But I was like, yeah, okay, I'm sitting in a room with all you guys. Like, what do you, what do you have a question for me? Like, <laughs> you either need somebody for this job and it's going to be me or you don't. Anyways, but that just, I can't, that's crazy. Yeah, you polar opposites. Um, I just remember being so stressed. Uh, but I got the job um, and I only learned later. Much later, that um, I I think Bruce wasn't really looking to hire anyone on. Um, like at the time, they were fine with how many editors they had and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but at uh, E three, Scott and his wife were down there, and they literally, uh, I think it was James and Bruce. They were like, "We Airbnb this yacht." Uh, you know, I don't want to talk, but they have money. So they're like, we airbnb this boat to stay on for E3. Come party on our boat. Um, and so they did. And then when they got there, Scott was like, I need to show you something. And he sat them down and forced them to watch my video resume that I made. Wow. And That's like, so funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you need to hire this guy. Um, and supposedly. It worked out. This is what James and Elise claim, that they were the ones who fought for me and were like, you need to get this guy here. So yeah, I'd heard that story a couple years ago from James and the, I didn't know about the boat, the, the yacht party or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but he, the way he had said it, because I had asked like, oh, how did you, know, you guys get hooked up with John Smith? And he basically said, you know, from his perspective, he's like, yeah, I saw this video and then he, and then he sent me the video and it's hilarious. If, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if it's up there publicly. Or yeah, it's on Vimeo. It's called John Smith's Five Minute Video Resume or something. It's honestly really smart. If you're to me, that was like inspiring. Like if you're out there like wanting a job and this kind of stuff, like take John's cue for this video and make just like yeah a wacky animated uh, uh, video. Oh, okay. Oh, it's up there right now. Okay, Rick is on it and he has well, it's the video. Five up. minutes long, so we can't watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, we won't watch it. But you know, here. Uh, uh, it's up there, I guess. Are, are you cut to it right now? Uh, well, he needs to show some B roll. All your it. tabs and yeah, here, yeah. Throw some B roll up there with, quietly while we're. Can you just make it this. big in the thing? Yeah, like puts. <laughs> we're all like, uh, can you? Uh, there you but, go. Look at so, that. Yeah, just kind of scrub through the it. The idea behind this was born almost from frustration because I've discovered uh, that on paper uh-oh. and uh oh and over texting. I found any any written communication. I'm terrible at it, and I my personality doesn't come across. Nothing, um, but I discovered that if I'm ever able to just get into the room with people and do like a face interview, mm-hmm. uh, my success rate for being employed is uh, I've spent the past eight. I think maybe at a hundred. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I can't think of many times that I've interviewed and not gotten a job. To be honest. Um, but applying, submitting applications, uh, it's a thousand to one. It's like the amount of times I've applied to something. And so also whenever I would apply to video, you know, creative stuff, Mm -hmm. it would be places that would call me back and that I'd get employed at were things that I didn't give a fuck about. I didn't give 
any absolute shit about. I hated it. Um, and so it was like, you know what? I'm going to make a I'm going to make a video resume that one I can you know show off my personality before I get in the room with people, mm-hmm. and two Smart. it will cut out anyone who is like too lame to not be into doing weird shit. Yeah. Um, and so that was what I did. And uh, shortly after I made this, it was uh, I made this when I was in Oakland. That's right outside of. Sprinkle Lab, the old company I founded. Yeah, John, how old were you in this video? You look like in a baby. Video, yeah, you look like a baby. Right, I was uh, 27, 28, I think. Yeah, a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, I was just frustrated about all the work that I wasn't getting and the work that I was, and also the work I was getting, I was frustrated by. Yeah. So it was like, I don't want to be doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Um. That was my favorite part when you had that animated man fucking up your truck. That's Domar. Stuff. Yeah, Domar or whatever. Um, D apostrophe O H Mar. It's nice. it's an all, it's a bizarro Homer. Nice. <laughs> Everyone, I, I a few people have seen it because I was a little character I used to draw all the time, um, and people would see me go, "That's just Homer." Oh. It's like no, that it's Domar. <laughs> it is a rip on Homer. You fucking <laughs> motherfucker. All right, well, and, that was very interesting. And you've been happy here ever since. Yeah. You never left. <laughs> I never left. <laughs> uh, we'll get, you know, we might cover that uh, section uh, coming up. So there's a video Next game question, channel. Next question, why did you leave us? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I hear this is a video game channel. Um, what's your history with video games? My history with video games. You know, games. when did you start playing uh, first game, favorite game? It's actually kind of regretful. To be completely honest, your history with video games. <laughs> okay, um, I didn't have any friends who played video games. Hold on, let me rephrase that. I didn't have a good sense of self as a child or an adult, or still. Um, and so, when I had friends who would play video games, I was really into video games. But then I started hanging out with people in high school that didn't play video games. And so I just sold all of my video games. And then I didn't get back to playing video games until like my early 20s when I got like a gaming laptop. Um, And I've dabbled in stuff. But then once I started here, I started learning about that, oh, there's actually more depth to like your knowledge than just having played a video game like people would talk about the developers and stuff, and I was like, oh, the developers are the ones making the games. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, maybe I should follow the developers like I follow directors and Uh and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And so it really was when I started here that I started learning more about both that, you know, if I, oh, I liked this game, I should see what other games this company has made, uh, as well as, oh, just because it's not on Target's shelf doesn't mean that it's like, you know. But I, I very quickly learned that most games I like are indie games that are made by like individuals okay. uh, after starting here. But growing up, it was off and on. Um, I got a Game Boy. My uncle got me a Game Boy for Christmas against my parents' orders. Oh, it was boy. no video games in the house. In my only outside, <laughs> well, only at my grandma's. Only my grandma, the yard. My grandma bought us a uh, Super Nintendo, and then was like, "I'm gonna keep it here, uh, so that you have to come over here and hang out with me." That's sneaky. Yeah, it's. You very didn't want to just go hang out with your grandma. 
No. Oh, God, no. I would bake cakes with my grandma. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. She'd nice. let me crack the eggs. I was actually partially raised by my grandma, um, uh, but then she t- she's dead to me. Oh, next question. Okay. <laughs> she's also dead. Uh, go on. She's dead to What's everyone, that? just to be clear. One, uh, you are, I'm not just saying this, you're one of my favorite editors. Oh, you know, thank I you. I really love your editing style. When did, yeah, talk about your history, but when did you start editing? Like, when did you pick up a cool. Gosh. nonlinear um, editing system? That was high school. I went to a high school uh, called, and this is real, High Tech High. Uh, it was named by some losers. It's from the musical. <laughs> uh, high it, Tech High. It's actually pretty cool in that they, so I think a lot of us in our older years have heard about, uh, you know, how the American education system's broken. And it was developed during the Industrial Revolution to create factory workers that's quite literally the modern american education system we're using today is designed to create workers and not thinkers okay um and it has never been changed from that um because standard education wasn't even really a thing or memorizers that's what i feel like i was yeah taught to be <laughs> well it's repetition right it's right. doing the same thing over and over again and knowing what you have to do to, 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 to um to work in a factory uh, and so that is that is a real thing. That's why Americans uh, like our base average health is so much lower than like all of Europe and everything is because we haven't changed how we're teaching our children since we needed to fill factories a <laughs> hundred years ago. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but so the school is was founded with the intent of trying to change that. So it's a public charter mm. uh, and like, it was big among like you know philanthropists or whatever. Like Bill Gates stopped by one time. Oprah came. Like oh, it, it was this whole thing where they're like, we're revolutionizing the American education system. Uh, but it was basically designed for real world applications, is what they said. Um, and so when we first started, they, I don't think this is the case anymore. When we first started, we had to wear business casual, so everyone wore khakis and like polos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we called all our teachers by their first names. We did a lot of group projects, things that that basically simulates like cult. Yeah, a cult. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, or um, you know, like a small business environment, pretty much. Um, but what it also meant was that everything was looser, and you could. I learned you could convince your teachers to let you do whatever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> and so whenever I had a paper, I'd say, uh, actually, could I make like a short film or a documentary uh, on this instead? And they'd say, Oh yeah, sure. And that's so actually for cool right, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so for four years of my life, uh, I just fucked around in the multimedia lab, basically. And you basically self-taught yourself how to edit. Uh huh. What did you learn on? Uh, I learned on. Uh, well, it was technically Windows Movie Maker. Initially, it was Vegas, but then we had Max, so then it switched to Final Cut Seven pretty mm. quickly. Okay. Um, and so yeah, it was mostly Final Cut. I learned on Final Cut, and then I transitioned over to Avid when yeah. I was mm-hmm. working in reality, mm-hmm. and then I transitioned over to Premiere when I came here. Um, and so my keyboard shortcuts are an amalgam of all those, all the Avid different programs. Shortcuts in my yeah? brain too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I learned on iMovie, and uh, never going back. What's your blade tool? My blade tool. What, what's your button? C. C? Yeah. Oh, it's still C. Oh. I rarely use the blade tool, though. Mine is B. Mm. Okay, I don't For know blade. what B is. Oh, As an okay. AE, we never really <laughs> cut anything. That's smart. We just put it all together. We never had to cut. 
All right, John. Like I said, I asked some of the uh, the audience ask questions, so we're going to speed through some fun audience questions. Okay, okay? Hit me. We're just going to go uh, go down the list here. What's your favorite piece of content you've been a part of? Goose suit asks. Favorite piece of content you've ever been a part of? You have four seconds to think of these answers. Fuck, dude. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were going to ask me what my favorite edit was. What's one last um, time? And uh, it's still, I think, to this day, is still. Um, Strip club manager. Okay. That was the first video where I like felt like I, I don't know. Strip club manager? Not, Do I want to be looking this up? <laughs> it's not not elevated, but put my voice, put my injected me uh-huh. into my video or into the video that I was editing. That was the strip club manager one from back in the day. Um, that was like, I think maybe my third edit or something. Uh, but favorite content that I've ever been a part of. Do you mean at Funhouse? Um, sure. Or no, or it could be anything. But but yeah, let's do both. Anything, uh, your whole life, and then also yeah, favorite Funhouse content. Um, anything is uh the Justin Bieber documentary. Um, the real one in real life. Yeah, the real life. Never Justin say Bieber never or something. Never say never. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, I was actually asked. <laughs> what you were in that? No, I was actually asked to be uh. An, an editor on it oh, because no it was being directed by John M. Chu, who uh-huh. actually directed uh, Crazy Rich Asians. That guy's cool. Yeah, and he was close with Jason Russell, who founded Invisible Children, which is the nonprofit that I got started oh, at. That makes sense now. Which actually, okay, no, yeah, I was using Final Cut in that as well. It's got two uh, million views. Really? Yeah, 1.7. Strip nice. club manager? Yeah. Oh. Nice. Um, I wonder why. And so Jason came to me and he said, you know, they, they have these reality editors, but they, they these documentary editors, they don't have the heart that they need to make this Justin Bieber documentary. And I had just left Invisible Children, so he's like, I'm putting your name in, and you're going to, I want you to, you know, they want they want to hire you. You you have the job if you want it. Nice. And I went, okay, great. So I listened to Justin Bieber's music for like three hours. And uh, as an editor... Uh, basically a marketing editor at Invisible Children where I was making trailers and stuff like that, you'd listen to the same songs over and over again and they would just become you. Like, the, so if you're using a song in an edit and you're editing something, that song becomes a part of your life yes. for a certain amount of time. Can't relate. Uh, and I was like, I, I can't, like, be so... have, like, be so... Uh, not absorbed, but I can't absorb Justin Bieber into my veins for six months straight. I just can't do it. Wait, so you didn't work on? So this? I declined. Well, oh, wait a minute. And and I and I got so much shit. I feel like I burned some bridges because Jason like really put me forward for this like big thing, and I was like, no, thank you. Oh my god. Uh, but uh. then the 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 big kicker was that when I finally got my first job in reality TV, it was at Magical Elves, which is in Hollywood. And I went there, and I got in the elevator, and the doors opened, and it opened to a poster. Justin Bieber. The Justin Bieber poster <laughs> for Never Say Never. And it was like, holy shit. Like, I would have been here in this building 10 years ago if I hadn't have turned down that thing. Weird. Well, not 10. All right, that was funny. Um, <laughs> so uh, Flash Jack Mac asks, who would you want to play? Who would, who, who would play you in the Funhouse movie? Like, if we were all cast oh, as actors. Um, I know the answer. Well, the flash forward would be uh, Conan's 
uh, assistant. Andy? Yeah, Andy. Uh. Andy Richter? <laughs> Andy Richter would be the flash forward. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the Funhouse reunion it would be played by Andy Richter. The current or flashback, a lot of people have told me Clark Duke, which is just so frustrating to me. Yeah, Lindsay, Who's look Clark him up. Show, show me too. Um, a lot of people have said it's more, it's less his look and more that we have similar vibes, which is, I don't know if that's more or less insulting. Um, oh, I know who this is. He yeah, was Clark on Duke. like Greek. He was on Greek. He was on Clark and Michael. Uh, he had a short film, a short web series. Is it just because he's like the weird guy, like the unique guy? I think guy. so. That's I don't why. Know. That's the only and reason. I, I think I used to have a bit more of a southern kind of twang. Uh, I've kind of lost it. Uh, that's partially from being raised by my grandma. I had a bit of a southern This. Oh, do me. you want to see? I'm, no, I'm like, ah. Show this guy. I'm going to show. Uh, okay. I th- I, yeah, I've seen this guy before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Clark Duke. Yeah, you yeah, all know yeah. Clark Duke. He was yeah. in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. He played uh, not kind of like, Yeah, a weird guy, like a little kind of... Oh, what about Patrick Renner? Patrick Ritter? I th- uh, Renner, I think that's his name. It, uh, Jeremy Renner's no, son? The, the guy who played uh, uh, Ham in The Sandlot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, that's not... I love that guy. <laughs> Wait, the, you're killing me, Smalls? Well, <laughs> that I, guy? I don't know if he said if he was Does on the set. He, he probably yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah, him. the guy yeah. from the big green. Okay no, yeah that, no no not that guy. You're talking, know, you're talking about this guy Ryan? Yeah, yeah that I know guy. exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah yeah what's his name? Oh. Yeah maybe twenty years ago. What's his actual name? Patrick Rinna. Is yeah, that what Patrick he looks Rinna. like today? Yeah apparently kind of. Uh, oh okay well, well yeah. not that off base. I feel like you're that mine is the best one because I was gonna say uh fucking Jesse Plemons. Oh. oh, well. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're welcome because everybody else is like, you're Thank a you. dork. <laughs> no. I'm like, Jesse Clement is fucking cool. Before Chris, uh, what's his face uh, from Parks and Rec, before he lost all the weight and became Guardians guy, I was compared to. Is okay. P- Andy Chris pre oh, losing yeah. weight? Yeah, Chris Pratt. Like season one, Because he's like two, a goofy Andy. guy. Yeah. Um, Ver six one two asks, "What? Who are your comedic influences?" Chris Farley, I can uh, see it. David uh, Wayne, cool. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Wait, David Wayne? You mean from the? Uh, um, Sorry, David. I meant David Cross, but oh. also David Wayne. Oh, David yeah, yeah. Cross. Uh, Never nude. I grew up. So when I was a kid, we didn't have HBO. Was, you know, I was raised in a Christian Christian home. Uh, but my by your grandma. By my grandma, my Sorry. brother's friend Zach would record Mr. Show, bring it over to our house, and watch it. And my brother was in high school, and I was like 10, 11, 12. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it really f- cemented my fucked up sense of humor. It was that, The Simpsons, and uh, yeah, Wet Hot American Summer. You would describe your sense of humor as fucked up? Uh. No, did I okay. say that? You did. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, wanted to check because you know I feel like I I, would say I get you so like I get it and I feel like we make each other laugh so I was like I'm not fucked up. Yeah, you no, know, uh, fucked up is a loose term. I, I mean more You're of dark. Up. Okay, well <laughs> more of like uh, Ryan, obscure. Fucked up, is I guess. A loose term. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up is in not. Um, Fucked up is a Canadian hardcore band. All right, and we're gonna break for an ad, uh, and we're gonna come right back for it. So go listen to some fucked up. Stamps! 
Mmm, yummy, I love the lick'em. When every person, moment, and penny counts in your business, you can't afford to take any of them for granted. Luckily, Stamps.com gets it, man. They've been helping businesses, big and small, save time and money for the last 25 years. Stamps.com gives us some of their products, and guess what? I use it for Christmas stuff, and I've saved tens, if not dozens, if not twenties of dollars, and it really has improved my life. So with Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and a printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects you with every major marketplace and shopping cart. So, Set your business up for success. When you get started with Stamps.com today, sign up with promo code FHPOD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code FHPOD. Hmm, sunglasses. I love the look of It's getting to the point in the year where I pretty much need sunglasses every time I step outside. But luckily, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. I hate going outside and squinting my eyes like this the entire time I'm outside, and I really love some sunglasses that make me look super boss and cool, like Tom Cruise in Top Gun, maybe. Plus, if you lose or break your sunglasses, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair with no questions asked. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can always exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. There's really no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code FHPOD for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Sup, everyone. We wanted to take a moment to remind you that RTX 2023 is happening this July 7th through July 9th, which just happens to be the day before my birthday, which is very important. RTX is our favorite time of the year, where we get to interact with all of the amazing people that give us the opportunity to make content, namely you. Thank you. It's a celebration of all things Rooster Teeth with panels, special guests, community artists, cosplay, and more, baby. There will be exclusive reveals, meet and greets with Rooster Teeth talent, and special merch available only during the event. We're changing up how the convention feels this year, and it's gonna be awesome. Imagine a mini Epcot-style convention show floor with different attractions and activations from your favorite Rooster Teeth brands all wrapped up in a summer camp theme. It's the summer camp for indoor kids, with Face Jam's Rat and Grackle Pub, a Red Web Escape Room, a Fuck Face Museum, a Cheap and Hunter Mini Golf, and even more cool stuff to do that we're saving for attendees to experience. So thanks for listening to us get very excited about RTX. We're looking forward to meeting all of you there. Head on over to www.rtxaustin.com to get more information about the event and buy your badge today. Welcome back to the Funhouse Pod. I mean, sorry, the John Pod. <laughs> um, let's see. Surprise lobotomy at says, can you look John in the eyes and tell him you love him? Oh, that's for me, I guess. John, I love you. Thank you. And I mean that sincerely, not just because surprise lobotomy told me to. Now, Cradle is head and see it. 
Lindsay, can you tell him too? No, that was for you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. never mind then. I guess you don't love John. Um, <laughs> what's the last good movie you saw, Belvo17 said? The last good movie I saw, hey now, it was... I need to look up on my phone. <laughs> I watched something really good recently, um, and I can't remember what it is, okay. but it was really good. All right. And yeah. so ask me the next question. Wait, do you want, I'll give you time, but I know this isn't the Lindsay cast, but you mm. want to know the last movie that I saw? Because yes. I don't watch movies that often. Mm -hmm. So this was like over a month ago. Yes. Mario. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? And Mario. Review. You enjoyed was Mario? It good? It was, so it was good? Oh, Mario the movie. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for that input. Uh, John, oh, what was your last good movie? <laughs> You're welcome, uh, everybody. I, I recently rewatched <laughs> The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, with Nick Cage. Yeah, oh, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I, I saw it really high in theaters, and I didn't remember much of it. And so I, I rewatched it. And I, I watched it. it on a plane the first time, and I was like, Meh. And then I watched it again. I think I might have also been high. And I was like, this movie is so fucking good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's fun. I'm a big fan of the subgenre of of movies where real actors play themselves yeah. in a big part. So you know, being John Malkovich, this that movie. Uh, uh, there was another one. Oh, the JCBD mm -hmm. with John Claude Van Damme. Have you seen that one? No, it's amazing. It's just like a bank robbery happens, and John Claude Van Damme happens to be there, and they're like, "Dude, you're the guy from the movie. Go save us." And he's like, "Dude, I'm an actor. What the yeah. fuck?" <laughs> you know, like, I oh, can't, then he gets pulled into it. He gets pulled into the whole oh, thing. It's that, amazing. I, I gotta watch. What's it called? JCVD. John JC. Claude Van Damme. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, last action hero. Yeah, that's a good. That's <laughs> honestly a good example. He Arnold Schwarzenegger just plays Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie. Um, but I would like to shout out. That I watch television shows like movies and that I, I oftentimes consume them all in one sitting. I recently watched this weekend, I watched The After Party, which is a TV show. Okay. It's nine hour or eight hours long, but feels like a movie. I loved it. It was These so days. good. It's got it's just got a solid cast. Like every single person in it is great. Okay. Did you uh, like This Is The End? That's the ultimate movie where everybody. That's true. I, I actually really liked that movie. I thought that was a fun one. I wonder if an I would like it now. Debut, an impressive directed debut from Seth Rogen. Because I enjoy, I remember enjoying it a lot when I saw it, but I also really enjoyed Knocked Up when I saw it. Yeah. And I recently rewatched Knocked know, Up and was tough. like, this movie blows. That was my favorite for so long. I loved that one. And then, I don't know, it just didn't. It's like, is it, do, is it just because I don't like smoke crazy amounts of weed and think smoking weed is like I still think like they're all right cool but getting Sarah Marshall still Oh yeah, yeah that works oh, still yeah. Um on the same note uh Matt is lame asks what is your least favorite movie least favorite of all wait. time do you have a do you have one I mean I, I don't So wait most hated Yeah this is the movie that pisses you off the most you're just like fuck this movie You see a movie and you're like ew <sighs> I don't know Okay I'm I trying mean, not to a hard really question. Yeah. Or like a movie that you had like really great expectations for and it like just ab was abysmal. Um The Thousand Islands or, or The Thousand Planets. The Luke Oh the, the uh, Luke Basson Valerian or yeah. in the City of a Thousand Valer Yeah, Planets. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Cities or whatever. <laughs> I, I like that movie. I loved Fifth Element and I was so excited oh, yeah. for it. And it was before I had remembered uh because I had learned about it and then forgotten that uh, 
everything from the professional is based off of Luc Besson's real, like, 13-year-old girlfriend or something. <sighs> I wow. didn't remember all of that when Valerian was being <laughs> uh-huh. marketed. And I was like, I can't wait. I love Fifth Element. Fifth Element's great. It's going to be, like, a sequel to Fifth Element. Yeah. It was not. No. What's amazing to me, that's a perfect example of, because I also love the, the shit out of the Fifth Element. And then I watched the Valerian, which I appreciated more than most. But like it, it just it came out thirty years after uh, Fifth Element, but it looks so much worse, you know, just because of all the CGI stuff. When did it come out recently? Yeah, Fifth Element was ninety seven, and then uh, there's a ton of computer effects in that. But then uh, Valerian, I want to say, was two thousand seventeen. You know, so because you just threw me for a loop when you said thirty years, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then I realized, like, I knew that that movie came out in the nineties, so then my brain was still like. Wait, I can't. Sorry, I exaggerated. I meant 20 years. I know, it just really messed me up. (laughs) Maybe I'll rewatch it. What year is it? (laughs) Were you a member of Funhouse when we did the like movie party at Omar's and we watched Dragon Ball Z? No. That sounds awful. Don't remember that. (laughs) We watched we watched the Dragon Ball Z live action. Then we watched the Chun Li live action and okay. then we watched Valerian. Okay. Um, I just remember it was really funny because uh I made um it's called like carachas or something like that. It's it's a bunch of curacao or no. I don't know what it is. It's some uh, Latin American drink that Sounds gets great. you real fucked up. I would love it. Um, Adios motherfucker kind yeah, of drink. And Matt Pink drank like three of them back to back because they're super sweet and he's got a he's got a sugar tooth. And then he passed out and he literally not passed out like sugar uh, you know, from drinking too much. I think it was from a sugar high or something. Like God. He, he laid down and he slept on Omar's little bench thing for three hours. Like he fell asleep during the first movie and wor- woke up during Valyrian and woke up angry and drunk <laughs> and was like, let me out of here. And we we're all like, what the <laughs> fuck is going? Like Matt arrived, fell asleep, woke up like fists out. It was so funny. <laughs> Disorient. I got a couple more questions here before I let you go. Froshmeister asks, if money were not a problem, you know, what would you do? Where would you go? Uh, and whatever. If money were not a problem? Or an you, issue in Does your that life? mean? I think that means you have unlimited. Okay. Well, then I would develop a game studio. Okay. Oh, I was going to say you cool. wouldn't have to like stayed in South Korea and then gone... Back Fuck Korea. Oh. <laughs> You're Someone, over sorry, it? Koreans. Someone clip that, please. Um, um, no, I don't. I don't think that uh, they would deny it. That. Uh, <laughs> what about travel? You wouldn't have traveled. Uh, no, I mean, I that's. I mean, that's probably what I would do. Is I would then you go could pay for people to meet up with you and yeah, travel. I would go to Manic, back to Nomadic, but. Um, what are you saying? Nomad. Oh, Nomadic. Yeah. I thought like P N E U M A T I C. Like nomadic. Yeah. Well, it's similar. Speaking of your traveling, both traveling related. (laughs) Speaking of your traveling nomadic lifestyle, a lot of people want to ask, like, what's your favorite place you ever traveled? If you know, um, I I, I guess it's not Korea. Uh, when I was like twenty, I took this job as the videographer for a nonprofit called. from the Stroma Foundation, which is Dutch or Swedish or something, they were trying to expand in the United States with a program they had called Shonglop, which is it's like no one knows what that means. It, let's say there was like it was like there was a meaning to it, or it was an acronym or something, and it was like you've got to call it something else, but right. they didn't. 
Um, but it was really cool because it was they were teaching young women and girls uh, trade skills so that they could become the breadwinners in their families and not be sold off as child brides. Um, okay. So it sounds fucked up, but it's just it was the case. I don't know if it's still the case, but in Bangladesh in 2009, you know, if you were a young, if you were born into a family, you were going to be sold off to some old dude. Uh, <sighs> You know, in your in your middle years and your in your teens, um, and so the program was literally to prevent that from happening, um, and it worked. Uh, all these women were getting jobs, uh, sewing and different things like that, and then becoming like the main breadwinners for their families. And it was uh, I went out there. I went to Bangladesh. Did not enjoy Bangladesh. I actually got food poisoning and dehydration and almost died Jesus. in in a hospital in uh, the Shakira. Not Shakira, Shatkira district, uh, southwest. Uh, I was literally bedridden, shitting my pants for like 24 hours straight. Uh, anyways, after that, because I was a stupid idiot person, they're like, we'll pay you less, but we'll fly you back a week later so that you can hang out in Southeast Asia. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, and so I stayed in Malaysia for a week. And I went to Penang Island. Um, and then when I got home, all of the reduced pay that I had gotten from that job, I had spent over that week uh, of vacationing. Uh, and so I, I arrived home uh, a bit more tan and just as penniless. Sorry, so that was your favorite place that you ever went? Penang Island. <laughs> Bangladesh. Oh, okay. Penang. Oh, okay. Bangladesh where you said you hated it, and then the other place Malaysia. where you said that Malaysia you lost Malaysia was all your great. Money. All right. Oh, my gosh. So many memories from Malaysia. Um, and I, I know we're running short on time, but can I tell a story from my time in Malaysia? Yeah, sure. You can tell a 20-second uh, story. So I was walking, and uh, uh, I, I was on a hike to this place called Monkey Island, which it wasn't an island. It was just a beach. But for some reason, they called it Monkey Island. Is that where King Kong lives? I don't know. It was okay. a beach, but it was Small called Island. Monkey Island. Oh, yeah, it made sorry. no sense. Um, maybe it was called Monkey Beach. Maybe I'm misremembering it. But it was like this trail that went around this mountain, but it was like up and down, up and down the whole way, uh, zigzagging around this around this peak. Um, and then finally I get to the shore, and I'm walking, and I'm so exhausted, and I look, and I look out, and in the water, there's like just Mermaids? a- Close. A gaggle of middle-aged Middle Eastern men, um, <laughs> all in their undies, just like splashing and giggling, and like like little children, just like <laughs> looking like they're having the best time. And I was like, "Oh, that's sweet." But like as I was watching, I was like, "It kind of seems like they're overdoing it, like they're performing or something." This was is it so one of those weird. like laugh therapy session places. Uh, no. What it was was as I kept walking up. I kind of crested around this little embankment, and I see on the shore is this the same number of women, full black, uh, like hijabs, uh -huh. um, head to toe, sitting there, all sitting there, just staring at them, because women aren't allowed to touch water. Oh, um, and so it's it. I got the feeling that they were like. They're like, we love this water. Just rubbing this water is great. Oh my god! Yeah, but it was <laughs> We're like having a great time in here. Yeah, it was just it was such a funny like, it was seeing all these people and going, oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's 
That's not as nice. That oh. kind of sucks. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Well, we're running out of time, John. Thanks, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. thanks for being here with all answering all my questions. Of course. Um, uh, just shutting this thing down here um, at the end. Fal Anubis has a very important question. Mm. Probably one of the most important mm. questions here. Mm -hmm, uh, it's mm -hmm, a two-parter, mm -hmm. but uh, we're running late, so we won't do the second part. Uh, it says, what is your favorite thing about Ryan Haley? The other was the other part was least favorite thing, but we don't have time. Oh, I thought it would be like, what's your favorite thing about Lindsay? <laughs> we don't have time for the second time. <laughs> My favorite thing about you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We have a lot of time for this answer, so is yeah, that go, you, go long as as long as you'd like. You uh, are a very open, accepting person, uh -huh, uh, you. and you seem to find the best in people um, thank you. and ignore the worst. I agree. Maybe not the worst, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won't make you do that uh, anymore. Um, but thank you for saying that about me. Of course. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Now, uh, You're another, such a loving guy. Before Jacob gets here for uh, our very important bi-weekly segment. What about um, me? Uh, What's uh, so great about me? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> not now Lindsay's question. That's actually my question. If I was going to post a question, uh -huh. be, what, is your, what is your least favorite and favorite thing about Lindsay? <laughs> Uh, so I feel like I only have time to answer no, the least favorite. Yeah, do, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. I only have time. Just please. the least favorite. Um, time. I'm paying for therapy, so please. <laughs> Lindsay, you're one of the only people I know that is seemingly capable of anything. You can take any task and fucking rock it and do it. Um, wow. Yeah. Really? Are you making that uh, up? You're one of the... No, I'm serious. You're one <laughs> of the... In this office, you're the person who consistently is like, this needs to be done. I'm doing it. Well, you're supposed to do the least favorite, so now I'll give that answer. A uh, least favorite? <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. Don't probably intimidation factor. <laughs> I'm too intimidated by you. The last question, uh, this is also very important. Bingleshire asks, if John was in the radioactive chicken heads, what mm. would your chicken head look like? What would your character be? Oh. Not, 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 not that... You know, obviously the chicken has actual chicken? chickens. You know, it doesn't have to be. There's vegetables involved too. All oh, right. You know, I was gonna say I imagined like a hot dog, like a oh. um. A meat I stick. just when I imagined my like outfit, I imagined just like a cylinder that's like burnt and kind of flaking because it's like a dry, like overcooked hot dog where it's the skin is cracked in a few places and you see pink under, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like. Like whenever you like, whenever I try to sing, whenever I chime in, I go, "Oh God, it's yelling! I'm singing the lyrics!" <laughs> like it just constantly in pain. Okay, absolutely, just, I get it. Like, yeah, just like you can't touch me, or else I'll just scream because all my nerve endings are burning up. When I was in high school, somebody was quoting SNL. I didn't know at the time, but I, I thought that they just asked me this. They go, "Ryan." If your arm was a hot dog, would you eat it? <laughs> and I don't think I'd ever laughed that hard in my entire life. <laughs> Somehow, just the, the, the him asking me that question, I was just like, huh, what? I don't know. Would I eat my arm? <laughs> um, that's what that reminded me of. Um, Goddamn, Jacob is not here yet, so we're going to have to keep asking you questions until he gets here. Uh, All right. Um, fuck. Okay, now i got to search through this shit. Um, um, Penang Island. I went to Penang Island uh, in order to see the toy museum, the Penang Toy Museum. And uh, 
It no longer exists. You so. know what? I'm sorry to cut you off there, but one thing we can do before you leave <laughs> yeah. is that we were talking about, you are producing a stream this uh, Friday. That is true. There Save is a, a stream this Friday, which I guess would be tomorrow for listeners. For when this podcast comes out on YouTube and I think on, yeah, on Spotify and other places, it is May uh, 11th and the stream, the live stream is May 12th, Friday, May, May 12th. 12th. At 2 so here I'll throw it out like this. Yeah, 2 p.m. Pacific time. If you're listening to this new May 12th, 2 p.m. Friday. If you're listening to this late, then go to YouTube and watch the fucking vod. There's gonna be a video, so There's keep gonna, an eye out yeah. for it. So that's that's the thing. So this is something we'll pull behind the curtain. Um, we oftentimes do drunk streams, and it's an effort to to uh, turn them into a video. Right, because they're so chaotic and yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And now that we're streaming more, I think a lot of you guys know, uh, as viewers of content, uh, that there's a lot of things that happen in streams that you don't want to see in a VOD. Um, and so uh, we are actually doing the stream. The first part's going to be a show, and the second part's going to have a lot more interactive uh, like elements to Hell it. Hell yeah. So there's going to be something for everybody. There's going to be a fun show. There's going to be a VOD that gets cut down into an edit. And then there's also going to be some crazy shenanigans, which is that that's going to be the second half when we're all much more liquored up. So the second half of the stream is probably going to get kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. Actually. And with all that said, it's a Zelda drunk stream. Yeah, Zelda, Zelda drunk, drunk stream. stream. Zelda so. drunk, drunk stream. And then uh, uh, you got a trailer you want to set up here that we're going to watch? Yeah, yeah, I threw it together. I'm not super proud of it, but it gets the word out. There. Let's, <laughs> let's see it. Let's roll it, baby. Oh. Ho, ho, hello, Elise. It's me, Hestu. I just traveled here to let you know that we're doing a drunk stream on May 12th. Just like all the Nintendo drunk streams before, we're going to be playing a new Nintendo game. It's Tears of the Kingdom. Ever heard of it? Anyways, so we're going to be doing shots and playing the game, and it's going to be really fun. And John Holland is going to be there. It's Friday, Friday, May 12th, the day the game comes out. Come hang out with us, Elise, please. Elise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. For the audio listeners, it was just at least looking at a PNG of Hestu jumping around for like 30 seconds. You know what? It works though. <laughs> yeah, and then totally she works. just goes back to work. Well, I can't John, wait. I cannot thank you enough for being here on the John Pod, even though you didn't know it was going to happen. My thank pleasure. You so Don't much for, your pants. Thank you so much for saying all those nice things about me. I really appreciate you. Um, well, it's I had to wear a podcast. I love you. I would never say that outside of I know, this. but I'm glad that I had a prompt to make you say that. Of I course. Um, now get the hell out of here. And okay, all right. Thanks, everybody. Right. Thank you very much, John. All right, everyone, give John a round of applause while you're sitting at home. Audio and video listeners, open. leave the door opener. It's a little some, fucking yeah, warm in here. Fucking air in here, baby. So warm in here. Now, welcome to the pod for the millionth time this season. It's Sippin' for Survivor! This is the one that's fake and that I made. That'd be sick. Oh, no. Sorry. Looks like not. Looks like not. Whoa. I mean, I mean, welcome to the pod, Jacob Fullerton. I didn't that's finish me. my sentence. 
Yeah, we got Jacob Fullerton here here to talk about two episodes of reality TV while Lindsay sits here and doesn't know what the hell we're talking we're about. We're not talking about well, how I'm excited finished, to uh, get caught up. Yeah. You guys oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. You're not excited to hear about how I finished Jedi Survivor and how all that went? He beat the game. <sighs> I beat the game. You beat the game, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, Cal Kestis gets kisses. <laughs> thanks for the, the update. <laughs> thanks for the update on that. I guess that's tangentially survivor related, oh. but. Oh, I'll no. see you later. <laughs> Just kidding. JK. Oh! Wait, that's not the one that's that I made. One. That was the original one. That's uh, not the one that I made. Yeah. Hang on. Anyway, so let's. Uh, Jacob, can you. Give the people a recap of the last two seasons. Last two last episodes. Two seasons. Last two episodes. You watched them last night, you oh, told me. So I would love yeah. to hear your version after you've seen them so, you know, recently. Oh, What's yeah. your give us yeah, your recap? Toasty. I'm always giving the recap. Yeah, okay. So I'll try to recap as best I could. Please. I watched them in bed on my phone. Perfect. So first episode, the rise of Franny begins. Uh-huh. It's what was it? Like two challenges? Or that was yeah. one challenge in the episode, right? Or was it two? Right. Yeah. And which it was that. No, no, the reward challenge she won was last episode. Yes. But the, oh, yeah. So yeah. two episodes ago. She won the immunity challenge. Yes, there was that. And then um, that was the beginning of Franny's um, rise. Yeah, she's basically won about three of the last four challenges all yes. around. She's and made should... herself a big, uh, you know, reward or, or just challenge beast target, essentially. Yeah, who you think you think it would have risen to be Danny, because I think Danny wants to be this person uh-huh. so badly. Yes. And just to remind the audience and Lindsay, Franny was half of the showmance. It was Franny, Manny, and and Maddie, right? Yeah, Matt yeah. and Franny, Ma- oh, Manny. Manny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened to the showmance? Well, he got voted off. Matt got voted he off got several voted episodes off. off. But not by her. Not no. She was devastated. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. She was I would cr- be bawling too. her eyes off. I didn't know if it was like betrayal type of thing. No, no. Well, not yet. I th- in, it's funny because when she's in confessionals, you can tell that she's just like, look. I'm sure we'll hang out afterwards, but we ha- we don't have anything to do with each other right now. Like we're playing the game. She doesn't. She didn't want to have like this showman's target that yeah. she ended up getting yeah. inevitably anyway. But yeah, yeah, which is always funny because he was the f- he's the first jury member. So every right. time they go to tribal council, it always cuts to him just like he's got a <laughs> he's big like, smile on his face. He's <laughs> so happy to be there. He's so happy to see Franny. He seems like a really nice, good guy. He does. Tribal Matt. council. Yeah, when they when uh, they vote someone out every mm-hmm. episode, that's what it's called the tribal council. Yeah, and Lindsay. he's on the at some point, and eventually they have a jury. Which what do they do? Wait, let me What's get this straight. Jury? We're like seven episodes of Simpin for Survivor in, and you don't know what a tribal council is, Lindsay. Well, no, I thought that it was something else. Like I, you were saying that he comes back and watches them. Well, okay, the last uh, you know, there's I, mean, I want to say twenty something people at the beginning of the show, and then when the first couple people get out, the well, first dozen people or something, they just are off and it's over. But yeah. then the last, I want to say nine or ten are the jury who end up deciding to vote on who wins the million dollars. Oh. That's how it ult- yeah. the ultimate survivor is. So all the people that you fucked over along the way are going to be back are ultimately vote. back to vote oh, on who they see, think that's why win. I got yeah. confused. Yeah, that's then, the biggest part of Survivor. And until until then, they just kind of come and they sit there. So yeah. they all <laughs> always know that that's going to happen, but I imagine mm-hmm. the first few seasons, that was probably a big twist. Ooh, I... For, yeah, kind like, of. Oh, shit. But yeah. that... Jacob will know because he was on Survivor Block, Block Island, Island. Yes. for one episode, but yeah. you do have to go back at the very end and also cast those votes. Yes. Yeah, so technically I was in two episodes because <laughs> I was in the yeah, finale, there too. There you go. You always forget uh, about that. Huh? I forget about that. But yeah, so the first episode um, or from so. two weeks ago, that is The Rise of Franny. Uh-huh. Um, that's This is uh, after uh, Brandon is gone. So Correct. we have Danny moving in to try to be the big dog. That's right. Because he has tremendous big dog energy. 
uh, but he is now constantly just coming in second place for challenges, which I'm sure I think he's very frustrated. What's by. like a challenge that they did recently? So, uh, what was his- the first one that Franny beat Danny in? Was that the one where they had to balance the thing? Or was God, that sometimes they all meld together? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're the, like, like for instance, one is is they uh, uh, had to stand on. I think we described this last uh, time you were on. Yeah, but they had to stand there on these kind of big pegs, right? You know, for as long as they could. That were probably covered. About, you know, about half of their foot could be on. And then after about ten minutes, they go to even smaller pegs that only about a quarter of their foot could be on. And then it's even How? like a little sliver where it's n- barely any. How of your do they foot. stay on? So that's the thing. It's like you got to be this endurance like person that's just sitting up there. high off the ground. Yeah, you're like, like you're like four feet off. Yeah, the so ground. you have to like push your arms against the walls and also like keep oh. your feet on these things to keep yourself from slipping off. It's it just an endurance horribly challenge. painful. Yeah. And and Danny farted during it. That's you know, one. That I would fart. I feel like I'm gonna fart right now. <laughs> To that. You but can yeah. if you'd like. This is one where they like well, stand. I on this. open the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so hot in here. It's, it's all Lindsay's farts, yeah. exactly. But it, that'd one be where. amazing if like, they didn't smell and it only made it like warm. Yeah, just That's, that's ideal, right? Yeah, during cold weather. But there's one where there's like a square and they have to stand it on a one foot, and their other foot's on top of that foot. That second foot can't touch or anything. And there's like a like a bar above them, and they have this like kind of rolling pin looking thing. And they have to use that to hold a ball in place, like between the wall and their rolling pin. They have to like balance one foot and push against this thing without it slipping out. Mm-hmm. And they have to do that as long as they can. So that was one of the ones that Franny beat Danny in. I don't remember if that was last episode or the episode uh, before. Yeah, of course. It all melts together. It happens. I think, you know, I think that was two episodes ago. Because then there's the one where they have to, like, they have their hands tied. And they have to, like, crawl on the ground like a worm. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> and Everyone looks so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> there was mud. a challenge where they have to crawl through the dirt with their limbs tied grab this like buoy, like an ocean buoy, with their teeth and uh-huh. drag it along with them over like a little hill. Oh my God. <laughs> and, like, little otters. <laughs> yeah, another one where I saw it, I'm like, Carolyn is not going to be able to do <laughs> There's this. There's no way, yeah. Carolyn can never do challenges. She's so funny. <laughs> she's made it this Why far. Why can't she do challenges? She's just not athletic. Oh, yeah. I, I think we talked about it in another episode, but yeah, not only can she not do it, but she just is like very <laughs> public about it. Like, oh! Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, like and they cut her every once in a while. I mean, hilarious. that would be me. Yeah, she'll just be laying there on the ground, just like ah, oh, just screaming, and like everyone else is way ahead. I have a question: Are yeah. there any of these challenges like that we could try to do here? Yes, yeah, we totally could. That would be yeah. such a fun idea. We should yeah. reenact we survivor just challenges. Be in pain. I don't yeah. know. We probably have to sign extra waivers and stuff. Yeah. Well, and and uh, we brought it up before, but Carson, the youngest person here, is like a rocket scientist uh, student. He literally some of them are puzzles, Lindsay. That yeah. like you can uh, and he, love that he three D printed a bunch of the puzzles. Right. Yeah. Yes, I remember this it. guy, the cheater. Ooh. <laughs> well, cheater. <laughs> you mean the most prepared person? Yeah. Uh, Which in the more, most recent episode, he was struggling. Like he got he had a puzzle in front of him. He made it to the end of this uh, long challenge, and there was a puzzle. It's like a bunch of pieces to make like a star, mm-hmm. but they're all like weird, just shapes and stuff. And it's like a three D puzzle. So when uh-huh. he was putting this together, it was all perfect except the last piece. So it's somewhere in this star he had fucked up and he had to find out where the wrong piece was and rearrange the whole thing. But it was so funny watching him. He's like, Carson's got one piece left in his puzzle. And he's just like, yeah, trying to cram it in there and it's not fitting. It's like, ooh, that was it. He was sweating. So sweating during that one. Yeah, jumping forward to last last week's episode. Yeah. Right. Um, 
my one of my three fucking people on my draft, Franny, gets <laughs> voted out. So oh. like Lindsay, we get uh, she she literally has won the last two uh, challenges, yeah. you know. And so then she gets she a big target on her good, back, yeah. which so now that leaves me Carolyn as my only person, you know. And I would like to make a case that in a weird way, indirect way, that like her being so shitty at these challenges <laughs> is a plus for her. Because I think I think that you can make a an argument that it is bad to win challenges in Survivor a lot of the times. Yep. Because look, just watch Freddy. You know, you think it's good because you're going to get the immunity. And yeah, that'll save you maybe if you win for that one week. But if they know you're a challenge beast, then then you have such a bigger target on your back. Yep. You know, as soon as she end. rose up, so there's started no winning one, challenges. Yeah, there's no one that is ever going to think Carolyn is going to come and be this challenge beast. <laughs> so she doesn't have that threat for her. Yeah, you know? but she just... Has to get past whatever last few people there are <laughs> somehow, because that's when they're going to single her out. If you're more such in- a mind game, yeah, it is. If you're more interested in that topic, like there's a, a Rob Sistriano, I think is his name. He has this uh, channel called Rob has a podcast, and he basically just interviews Survivor people and Big Brother people, and he has a whole video that released because of last. You know about yeah. this topic. Is it? Is it? Do you want to win reward challenges? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but spe- specifically uh, reward challenges, not necessarily immunity challenges. The rewards, you know, there's di- the difference is obviously, you know, uh, the rewards are like food or like they got to meet their loved yeah, ones. Yeah, Freddie got them a reward letters. challenge where they got to go to a place called the Sanctuary and eat tacos and drink margaritas. Oh, and she got amazing. to pick um, four. She got to pick three oh, other people to go how to with make her. Some enemies right there. So it's mm-hmm. basically like half go to this cool sanctuary and party and yeah. eat tacos and get to read letters from their loved ones, which was very emotional. Oh, um, did you cry? And the other four, I mean, it was really emotional. I was like, it, wow. I kind of teared up, honestly. I, I did a little bit. Because <laughs> Franny picked, like, all the moms, and, like, she yeah. picked Carolyn oh, first. That was pretty smart, yeah. Letters from their yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. like, she picked Carolyn first, who has a son, and she immediately was just, like, bawling her eyes out. Oh. And I was like, oh, Carolyn, oh, my gosh, yeah. she's so happy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they get to go eat tacos and drink margaritas, and the other four people get to sit in the rain and not read letters from their loved ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. and plot against rain. them. So they yeah. go back to their camp they're just sitting there in the mud. Also. They do that kind of shit on like Bachelor in Paradise. I <laughs> yeah. remember that. Like, five of you get to go have a party yeah. and the rest of the girls who are also falling in love with this yeah. man have Absolute to like... Absolute misery. Sit in their hotel room with their, like, each other. Like, fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, can you clarify something for me? Because sure. I feel like maybe we talked about this when we first started this segment. But like, in the beginning of the show, it's two teams... Yes, and then so three it's like teams, right? or, oh, actually, yes. Is there, it I'm like sorry, when three teams. the show that we did, where yeah. then you have to win, so you don't have to go to the tribal thing? Yes. Okay, and if you lose, then your team's going to get smaller and smaller. And smaller. Yes. Okay, okay. And then, and then at some point, there's a merge. Yeah, yeah. merge. Got right. it. Merge. Yeah. So yeah, it's multiple tribes and that eventually become. How, one how many episodes are left? Okay, so that's a, that's a great question. I think we just did the tenth episode, and. I th- it looks like just on the Wikipedia, there's two more left. Does that make sense? I th- I didn't. I don't know. It always sneaks up I don't know on how this me. Goes. It, it always sneaks up on me. But I think that yeah, because in the last episodes, it's usually like a double. The like the like there'll be like the last episode gets a lot yeah. of people out. You know? Yeah. Um. So there, yeah, there might be only two more episodes left. We might have one more episode of Simpin for Survivor. Damn, that's crazy for this season. Are that's you crazy. Me? I didn't think about that. Can we it's talk quickly about um um. Jamie's tall tales. <laughs> Jamie's fe- fault. Well, she, she's telling the truth, she but is. no one believes her <laughs> because it's, it's so wild. it's so bad so, to see. Jamie has famously for this pretty much most of this whole show uh-huh. had a <sighs> false uh, immunity idol on her. 
but she's constantly talking about like, oh my god, I'm so glad I've got this immunity right. idol. I can't I wait. But she doesn't remember. Tale. She doesn't know that it's fake. Yeah. 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 But it didn't even. It didn't have to be a problem because Kane, who was the nerd D and D guy mm-hmm. on the show, on the show. Um, which, oh, we should talk about how chaotic it got during the sex, uh, end true. of last week's It was episode. a live tribal. Everyone was talking to each other, whispering yeah. the whole time, like, hey, is the, is the, is the deal still on? Because planets started forming. And Stick to the plan. Yeah. So people, right before the vote, they started getting up and just being like, yeah, we get a vote for, for Danny, and then basically all the plans too. went in the toilet, and just somebody else. It didn't seem anybody really planned on voting out. Got voted out, yeah. um, and that was Kane. Who? That's how you got voted out. That's exactly how I got voted out. It was an accident, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Kane, um, in some one of the plans mixed into all that chaos involved Jamie giving her fake immunity idol to which, Kane, which she thought was real. Yeah, which she thought was real, and he put it, it in Kane. his sock. Yeah. And didn't end up trying to use her or anything. So he got voted off and took the idol with him, basically. So oh. so then, so then James, which is, I, I still don't really understand the logic of, yeah, of all of it. You know, and obviously she could have asked for it back publicly, but then everyone would know that he would have, uh, that she had this all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. So she just watched her idol walk off. Her fake idol that she yeah. knew was fake, and then I don't she, think anyone knows this fake. At this point. Right. Well, well, everyone, th- everyone. There's p- rumors that Jamie had the idol, yeah. but then she has to go to everyone, and go look, everyone. Just so you know, I want to c- come clear. Uh, I gave Kane my idol, and he walked. He put it in his sock, and he walked off with it. Yeah. So I don't have it. And then she leaves, and everyone's like, "That was fucking yeah, bullshit." Yeah, everyone thinks she's full of shit. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, so "Now everyone thinks she's a liar." <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. But it's it's a crazy story, but it's a hundred percent true. But nobody believes her, and everyone thinks she's dishonest. In the, prof- in the confessional room, she's this big yogi person being like, you know, it just feels so good to play an honest game and just be like, on- I, I hate it was just a big weight off my shoulders just to be able to say, you know, I, I'm not I'm not keeping anything from anyone, you know, and everyone, all of them are and like, yeah, they think I'm going to believe that, you know, Jamie's a fucking moron, <laughs> you know, it's very funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I, and I watched on Rob has a podcast uh, thing of uh, the exit interview with Franny. And she said watching that was just ridiculous. She was just like, I can't even believe that that actually was true. Like, uh, because they were just 100,000% convinced yeah. that, that she was a liar. It does feel like um, after Franny had shed the baggage of the showmance, she decided to just go hard, but I think just flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, I, I really think winning that reward challenge, I mean, yeah. it, it, she even said on the exit interview, she's like, I never thought that I would be the one going out there and winning all these challenges. Like, that wasn't like her trying to do that yeah and apparently everyone else just his week and sucks yeah and uh she just uh, she made a bunch of enemies by just making three very good friends bringing them to the <laughs> the sanctuary uh, and then she's bred resentment with all the other people and then just stood out as a strong contender for challenges so it's like whatever let's get rid of franny well yeah and imagine that like you know she was nice to the mommies gave nice like the mommies. literally let them get get uh uh, uh letters from their loved ones mm-hmm. and then they all conspired to vote her out so it's like that's another evidence that don't be nice don't be yeah, yeah you are gonna get no goodwill from people by giving them this this thing Treats. in fact they're gonna say oh they they just vote they just invited me here to to get my vote and my sympathy, mm-hmm. like almost it's like fuck them. In and a then weird we had way. more deception because when we had the challenge with the negotiation, where they're like four people can sit out and oh, be and God, not yeah. get immunity, but everyone gets rice when they go back to their camp, and like everyone, this is probably the most haggard and miserable everyone's looked. Yeah, they're like, all just like, please, everyone looks like shit. Please, like, someone else. They're all hungry. They're eating like chopped up overripe papayas that they've just like grilled. And it looks terrible, and they're just like, we're all so hungry. 
So they do this challenge, and four of them sit out from the challenge and basically can't be immune for that council, but everyone gets to eat some rice. Mm. So that and, happens. And Danny is sitting there in his confessional being like, that made me fucking sick, man. Like you're out here on Survivor. Like you, you can you can not eat rice for three three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Basically telling like, we didn't need the rice. Like we all should have stayed in this thing. Yeah. But yeah, then people they took the rice mm. and uh I can't remember where I was going with that. I would <laughs> take the rice. Yeah. It looked very, no, uh, they all look very I'm happy to have I'm, pl- I'm playing Survivor. I'm getting that immunity that night. <laughs> so, who's, <laughs> so to wrap things up, who's your like uh, pick to win? Okay, that's what Since the, you won't get I'm, to really say it until the next one. Uh, we're going way long today. Sorry about that. Uh, but but uh, we'll wrap this up in a second. And say your good pick question. The winner, There's only yeah. eight people left. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, who's your number one? I'm so conflicted. I want Carol to win so bad. I want her bad. to win so bad, too. Not okay, only because so I have her in the draft, but, but I would love for her to win. Yeah. But who do I think is going to win? I can I can see a lot of ways. I I think my if I had to put money, it might be Danny would be my second, not second. I think he might be my first. You don't think that he's going to make himself too big of a target because he wants to win so bad? Well, I think that once you get down here to the very nitty gritty end of this, it 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 now I think from going on out is good to win all these immunities, obviously, yeah. you know, and I think that he's the best chance to win pretty, pretty much every challenge from here on out. He's yeah, because Franny's not guy. there to stand in front Good of question. him anymore. What up? Do they ever get to a tribal council and like there's somebody who gets voted out and then they have an idol and even the audience didn't know about it? So it's um, like, then they do like, oh, like a they didn't show it. of like four weeks ago. Everyone, th- that's a pretty rare thing. I, yeah. I believe I have seen them, you know, because Jeff goes, we have an, uh, an idol and then some random person has pulled one out. But it, usually they set you up so gotcha, that you gotcha. know okay. yeah. uh, all the information. Yeah. So yeah, I, Carolyn, my, my, huh? my picks are either going to be, um, I know, are, are either going to be Danny because he's strongest and has made a bunch of big moves, got Brandon out, did all this other stuff. He knows stuff. how to play the game. He knows how to play the game. But I think he has very poor social game. I don't think he's really yeah, like on the same level as everyone. Carolyn, just because She'll she's Mr. insane. Magoo her way she, yeah, there. she will Mr. Magoo her way there. And then I, I believe if Carson gets to the final three, he would have a good shot because he has such a compelling story about how much pre- like preparation yeah. he put into this, but think, and, and it actually paid off. I do think Carson's weakness, though, is that he keeps trying to lie to everybody, and then people will just like confront him, like, "Why did you do that?" Like, because yeah, they, they, they're running out of he's running out of corners to hide in. Right. So mm-hmm. his his schemes will be out in the open. But everyone has schemes, and everyone yeah. you know, so that's kind of easily forgiven, I think, at the end of the day. But he also kind of seems the one of the weakest survivors. His stamina, like, he's, he's there, like, losing. His, oh, his tiny, like, please, I need rice. Someone else, please give me the rice. And, like, and he's like puking his guts out, you know. Yeah, he's he, just a young boy. Oh, so, yeah, it sucks. Anyway, uh, Lindsay, last thing before we wrap uh, of you have not watched an episode, but of all the names we've been throwing out, who do you think is going to win and who do you want to win? What happened to the doc? The doctor who was doctor's saying, gone. He's, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, he's forever gone. ago. I don't know. I'd have to. I wrote it down on a piece of paper when we did the initial well, thing. Well, but now I don't no, know where it is. You should have been keeping notes the entire time. Yeah, what I the know. Fuck? I should have. Yeah, you could just say Heidi. Yeah, just just say no, name. No, Heidi's not gonna fucking win. I don't think so either. So that either. was thank a good. You. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, good for reiterating that. Carolyn's gonna win. Carolyn. Yes. High five. And this has been sipping for Survivor on the Funhouse podcast. Go, Carolyn. See you next week, baby.